Thank you for listening to Namat's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. family's house upstate. It's musty and dusty. It's completely off the maps. Thanks for sticking it out with me. I don't have to drink if you don't want me to. I'm fine. You enjoy it. I love you. Is that your brother? Surprise. You look like hell, brother. Trust me, I've been there. I'm proud of you, Dennis. Thank you. really am. You know, it's normal to enter a state of psychosis when going through withdrawals. You want to hit me? Hope it doesn't become permanent. We can't hold on to this. You can't keep all this inside of you. Road to recovery, it's not... It's not a solo journey. We have to be at peace in ourselves. my house too, you know. If I go apologize to him, will that make you feel better? Did I say something? Just stop bringing it up, right? You're gonna enjoy this. It's very cleansing. All my life, I feel like I've been forcing myself to be someone I wasn't. You were the first person who made me not hate who I was. I didn't have to pretend anymore. I'm not leaving you. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Pekovic, and this is episode number 463. Out now on video on demand and digital is To the Moon, a psychological thriller that tells the story of a young couple who find their weekend retreat turn into a hallucinatory nightmare when an unexpected visitor arrives a slow-burn thriller dripping in paranoia that delves into themes of family and addiction. To the Moon also marks the directorial debut of actor Scott Friend, who joins me right now on the podcast. Scott, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. You know, this is such an interesting movie. I watched it a couple of nights ago, and it's a type of film that really stuck with me afterwards. And I had to read up just about yourself and about the inspiration of the film. And, and the film is very much a movie about family. And your own personal life, your own relationships with family, especially your brother, is something that really kind of inspired the making of this movie. What What is the story really with, with yourself and your brother in regards to how it inspired this film um, as opposed to, say, uh, any other film movies that you made? I mean, what's the personal connection there in the story between you two um, that really gave this film its, its life source? Uh, that's a really great question. Um this film kind of came about, um, I felt like I was at a standstill point in my life and my brother had just relapsed for the fourth time in 10 years. And I was struggling to just kind of 
handle that because it had been happening, you know, since I was uh, 20, 20 years old, 21. So, um, you know, perspectives change, feelings change throughout the years. And so when this happened, I, you know, always wanted to write a story about brothers and it just kind of came at a point where it felt like the best way to tell a story about my relationship with my brother and my uh, now fiance um, was to tell it in a, in a genre film. When it came to this movie as well, I mean, it's interesting in the film, you are playing an actor as well. And the character you're playing in the movie, he's coming across kind of like a, a crossroads in his career in his personal life. And from what I've read, it's like when you were writing this film at the time, you were a struggling actor. You weren't really sure where you're going to go with your career. Um, how much does that kind of like help in regards to your, your mentality, your, you know, your being at that time when you have like a project to work on where you can kind of just release all of that stuff and put it into some type of artistic endeavor. I'm sure at the time it would have been very beneficial for you. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely, kind of like the best form of therapy for me to, you know, make this film and kind of insert um, parts of my own life throughout each character. And especially with the character that I play is definitely harboring on a lot of those feelings of inadequacy that, you know, I felt and still do at, you know, feel, I think it's something that a lot of people that could resonate with a lot of people because, Mm is hard and it's not very often that you get to succeed in what you really want to do and that was something I wanted to inject in this character. Was directing always on the cards for you with this movie? Was it something that you knew that you wanted to direct all this time? You know it's funny I actually never thought I was going to be a director. I you know started as an actor and I always knew I wanted to make films but I never really believe that I could be a director because it seemed so far-fetched to me. I mm. felt like, you, you know, you you had to have known that you want to be a director since you were a kid and you go to university for it and you study and all this stuff. And I've always loved films and I've always wanted to make films. And I just didn't think I would ever be able to. And then this film kind of came about at like a perfect time of we, we filmed the movie at my great aunt and uncle's cabin and my great aunt who's now in her nineties, you know, told me one day that she, she thinks she's going to get rid of it. It's too much upkeep. So it kind of gave me a spark to make the, finally make a movie there. You know, I've always wanted to make a movie there and that's kind of what I needed to propel me to write something and put it together myself and, and make it. Yeah. It's really interesting. I, I read that you, you always wanted to make a, a movie there and, you know, it's always been my life's ambition to, to it will never, it will probably never happen, but my life's ambition to film my father's story as an immigrant that came to came to Australia. And I, I, I was trying to think back as, as to why that was. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's, there's a certain romanticism about memories, you know, especially in stories that are told down from us. Is for yourself in regards to wanting to make a movie in that cabin, what is about that place, that hunting lodge in Massachusetts that really kind of, resonated to you to the point where you knew that that was a place that where this movie had to take place? That's, these are this is a really great question. Um, the, the hunting lodge that's now a cabin has been in our family for generations. And my dad, my grandparents, you know, they all 
grew up, you know, throughout the sixties, everyone has spent time there. There's always mm. been reunions there and going up my entire life. And it's a really special place to our family. And in addition to this sentimentality of it, is that a word? Did I just mess that up? It's very yeah, I sentiment- think it's a word. It's a word. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll keep it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Um, it's very sentimental to my family and myself. And so in addition to that, it hasn't been updated in any way since the 60s. So right. it's a perfect setting to tell a story like this. Is it true that when you um, went to Massachusetts to start filming there, that a, a tree actually um, took out kind of like the uh, the any type of uh, Wi-Fi, satellite, all that kind of stuff? Yep. Is, is that real? That is very true. We had no Wi-Fi. We had no cell service. I Funny enough, the only place you could get cell service was um where we sh- where the scenes on the cliff are like that's the only place on the property you can kind of get a little bit of service so i would check my phone every like four to five days but mm-hmm. it was pretty pretty remote the cool thing about that and i reckon i think the really kind of the, the faintest kind of aspect of, of that is that i think you and i are, are of a similar age and we remember the times back when we didn't have all this stuff right and when we hung out with our family, we weren't distracted by this other stuff. It was just you with them. I'm sure having that happen is a, was a was a very much a blessing because when you're with your crew, when you're with your actors, you guys are doing the things. I'm I'm sure maybe you're playing the old ball games that have like dust dust balls in them from when you played and when you were a kid down there, right? And that would have been a great kind of bond experience. Yeah, that's exactly true. I mean, it was such a blessing to have absolutely no outside distractions i mean it's so easy to you know when you're laying in bed get stuck scrolling on stuff on your phone and it's just such a time suck and it just gave everyone not only the opportunity to just focus on what we were doing there but it just amplified the connection that everyone had you know it was a super small crew there was only eight of us Mm. so we had no choice but to have fun with each other and so every night after we wrapped we're playing board games we're telling stories you know and just having a great time and it was a super intimate experience and that was like the best thing that could happen so you have a crew of eight actors there's three of you so yourself um your fiance madeline and then you have will who plays your brother in the movie before you go down there to Massachusetts to do stuff, do you rehearse? Do you actually get together and try to put as much rehearsal as you can? Because you know your time is limited. You know your resources are limited. So do you try to get some groundwork in beforehand? So thankfully, you know, I lived with Madeline. And so we were rehearsing a lot before we went out to Massachusetts. But Will was uh, doing a show on Broadway at the time. So it was really hard. You know, he had a very busy schedule. So we only got to do one table read with him before we went out to shoot the movie. But I had tons of conversations with him. I also had known him previously um, and knew he I knew how he would, you know, take to this challenge. And once we finally got up to Massachusetts, every morning before we filmed, we were rehearsing. When Will first hits the screen. It's one of the most unique character introductions I can remember. It's kind of, he does a bit of, it's not, I think you could call it a dance, you can call it a chant, you could call it a ritual. What I want to know is, is that 
something that he comes up with himself? Do you want him to, to surprise you? So when you and Madeline are looking outside the window you're, and you're like, oh, my God, um, is that something that he uh, cooked up himself? Yeah, totally. So, like, the only thing in the script for those moments was kind of just a line of he's doing a morning, like, exercise routine, you know, or a mental routine. And that's I, – and I told Will, just go wild, you know, because I trusted that he would come up with something. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by T Public. T Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, T Public is sure to have something you will love. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Amazon, the world's leading online store. Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. I got a couple of questions and I don't think I'm going to go into spoiler territory here. If I am, you let me know. The first one I want to ask about is the monks. Um, so in the in the story, um, we all says that like across the pond is like a like a, a, a convent or what have you, and like where brothers like monks would hang out. Is that real? Is that something that you remember as a kid? And is that the in the, and do you remember seeing like monks and such like these cloaked hooded figures across the way uh, when you were a kid? Yeah, so there really is a monastery on the other side of the lake, and they do use the property um my great uncle was you know very open with anyone who wanted to come walk through the woods sit by the lake and the monks definitely liked to do that and they were very friendly and they weren't as spooky as they are in the film but that mm. is a real that's really interesting the other thing i wanted to ask about and i love when i mean actors put these little things in regards to props and such number one your necklace in the movie, I was trying to figure out what's on the neck. What what is the necklace that you're wearing uh, in the film? Well, the necklace is really just a piece of jewelry because Dennis, I feel like, builds himself up to be someone who he's not. He's trying to portray a certain image of himself, and mm -hmm. so to be very flashy, and that's why he has like the rings and the necklace. So the necklace isn't really symbolic. Um, Unfortunately, that's to spoil anything. There's, there's no, uh, what is it, uh, Easter eggs there. Okay. Because I was just trying to figure it out. I didn't know whether there would be kind of like some type of spiritual connotation in it. Because right. it does delve into kind of matters of religion and spirituality quite a bit there. Is it true that in the, in the making of the film you had almost kind of like, I don't know if you'll call it a paranormal experience, but something close to a very kind of like a spiritual Kind of like experience in regards to your your um, great grand your, your your grand uncle there that in, when you were there at the property. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, I've always wanted to make a film at the property throughout the years, and I've even gone up with you know I brought a director up one time. I've done multiple trips, and always I just didn't know what to make. And my great aunt, great aunt and uncle were always very very supportive of me taking that on. Um, and unfortunately my great uncle passed away, uh, three years, about three years before we filmed this movie. And so when I was the last day of pre-production before we shot, 
I was doing some last minute set dressing in the shed, which is a place that I feel his spirit very heavily. Um, and I was kind of just talking to him, you know, I just felt the urge to, you know, just speak out and let him know we're there. We're finally making a movie to please, you know, look out for us and, you know, keep an eye out. And all of a sudden the house phone rang mm. and my producer came out holding a portable phone. And I was very confused who it could possibly be because everyone who needed to be there was there. My family knew that I was filming and not to call during the day. So to not interrupt the take. So I picked up the phone. No one was there. So I said, hello, hello again. And after the second time, I heard my great uncle's voice through, coming through the phone. And it was his pre-recorded answering machine for the, for the house line. And um, it really freaked me out because it was timed so perfectly because I was just talking to him in the shed. And I hung, and hung up the phone and I called, I tried calling the number back and it just wouldn't ring. Hmm. So it was kind of a, it, it, you know, it was, it was really special. It was uh, very affirming that he was with us. Almost feels like uh, kind of like almost like a moment of clarity for you, isn't it? I mean, you're up there, you're doing this project and I'm sure you as a filmmaker and a producer and an actor and a, and a, and a creator of this work that you're working on, would have all sorts of kind of like doubts lingering and such. And to have something like that happen would have been a very reassuring thing. Yeah. It was like oddly very calming. Like you said, reassuring. I was just like, yep, we're exactly where we need to be. And this is what we need to be doing. You know, I think people might be getting into the perception that what we're talking about with your movie might be something like a fun family reunion, lovey-dovey thing. And, and by all means, I just want to reassure people that this is a very kind of tense kind of like watch. And, and I really want to talk about the kind of like the paranoia that the, that the film really manifests itself. Now, I think a lot of that comes from when you're, when you know someone who has addiction. So I, I have an uncle that has like a, like for a long time now, it's like a real bad kind of like a addiction to alcohol. And there, I, I remember many circumstances when I was younger, um, unpredictable moments. You wouldn't know where a situation would go just based on, on his actions and such. And I think so, what your film does really well, it kind of grabs onto that notion. You don't know where things are going to happen. It kind of feels like, like a moving shadow in a sort of way. Um, not, I wouldn't say it's as tense, like, a, like it, it strangles you, but it just kind of like feels thick. You know, I think that's something that this film has, kind of like a real kind of thick air to it. When to achieve that, how much of that is done filming? How much is that in done post? I mean, to try to get that that really kind of palpable kind of uh, dread and, and palpable kind of uh, thickness uh, to the paranoia in, in the movie because it's done really well. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, I think, you know, so much of it, was just trying when we were filming it just to keep everything as grounded as possible and just make it as you know real as can be and then a lot of it is in post-production in the edit and knowing trusting our gut on where to cut and uh you know where to change the shot to create that dread and and draw things out but not for too long so it's mm -hmm. really just gut. it's a gut feeling in the edit room now that you've had uh, your your taste of directing, uh, 
are you looking for more further opportunities to do so? A hundred percent. I'm like fully on the writing and directing path now. No, that's a, but you're still doing acting gigs as well. Yeah, if if the if the right if something cool came along and you know I, I would definitely do it. Yeah. Well, look, I think it's a really kind of like strong directorial debut from from your end, and I really recommend everyone to check out To the Moon. It's actually available here in Australia as well on digital. Um, US, UK, all around North America as well. I really recommend check, people check out this film if you're looking for like a movie with strong performances, strong kind of psychological thriller, a movie that really delves into really interesting themes but does it in a very unique way. I think the film is very unique in the way that it, you kind of deal with a lot of the themes in this movie and um, I really recommend people check out To the Moon and uh, Scott Friend, it's been awesome to talk to you today thank you so much for your time and yeah man i can't wait to, to talk again and get another movie coming out please yeah, reach out to me i'd love to talk to you about it thank you so much and i hope i do have a movie soon and we can talk again